people say Disney's the happiest place on earth. I, the, the finish line of a hundred miler comes pretty, comes pretty darn close. I think. Disney's radio episode 713 starts in three, two, Welcome back to Diz Runs Radio, where I talk with runners from all corners of the running world about running, life, and everything in between. I'm your host, Denny Cray, and it's just about time to head out the door for an easy run and a great conversation. So if you're ready, then I'm ready. Let's get started. Hey guys, real quick before we dive into today, no sponsor, no plugs, no nothing like that. Just want to uh, encourage you to make sure you listen all the way to the end today, especially if you uh, think, like I think, that what today's guest is uh, doing, the project he's working on, if it sounds as amazing to you as it sounds to me, please listen all the way to the end. Um, we might we might try to put a little something something together. Uh, so I'll have the, the very ba- most basic of details possible right now because nothing is, is finalized. Nothing is remotely finalized. But uh, I'll, I'll give you the details I have, and uh, I, I would love to hear your interest in the possibility. No commitments, but the possibility uh, based on today's conversation. So uh, do me that favor. Listen all the way to the end, and uh, we'll go from there, all right? So uh, now, without any further ado, let's get on with today's episode of the show. Hey guys, my uh, guest today is someone that uh, is is part of the team putting together uh, one of, uh, if not maybe the ultimate runcation experiences, uh, and, and this year, 2019, is going to be the first of this endeavor, and uh, definitely uh, looking forward to hearing more about it, and, and point blank, uh, I'm looking forward to going on this adventure at some point, uh, hopefully in the next year or two. Certainly, it looks it looks awesome, and uh you're gonna you're gonna probably want to go to it as well uh, after you hear us talk about it today. So uh, today's guest though is a lot more than just uh, someone who is putting together an epic uh, experience. He's also a very experienced runner himself uh, with all kinds of distances, races, uh, the whole the whole gamut, which uh, we'll obviously get into as we go. So needless to say, we will have plenty of things to talk about and uh, probably no short no shortage of stories to share today uh, in my chat with Mr. Michael Miller. So Michael, thanks for uh, joining us today and welcome to the show. Good morning, Denny. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Excited to uh, to hang out for a little bit. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Certainly, like I said, looking forward to hearing more about what you got cooking, but also some of the things that uh, have been in the past. It's always fun to, to hear some of those stories. But guys, if you uh, want to check out more about uh, the experience, the like I said, the, the runcation, uh, destination, adventure race, whatever you want to call it, uh, that, that we're talking about today, coppercanyons.com is the website. Uh, and if you read Born to Run, you might have an idea of what we're going to be getting into with, with that name right there. Uh, and on social media, if you want to connect more with Michael, at HugLonger is the handle on Instagram and, and Twitter. Find out more about the, the event, again, at Copper Canyons is the same handle uh, as the website, is the URL. Uh, great place to find out more updates, uh, all that kind of good stuff on social media, at Copper Canyons. Uh, and as per usual, we'll have everything linked up in the show notes for today's episode. Uh, links, social media mentions, websites, all that good stuff, sponsors, all, all the things. Dizruns.com slash 713 is the link to take you back to the show notes for today's episode. If uh, if today's conversation strikes your fancy a little bit and you want to find out a bit more about uh, what what you could be uh, able to experience later this year. But before we get into all that good stuff, Michael, I'd like to uh, kind of start with a little bit more of kind of some of your your, your story and, and some of the things that, that you've done as a runner. Uh, and the way I always like to start these conversations is to just uh, start off with 
what is a real simple conversation or real simple conversation, a real simple question that's, that usually creates a good conversation. Um, but it, sometimes it's going to be a little bit tricky to answer, especially for those that have, have done a few things and run some different races and, and uh, try to narrow it down. But it's just to simply ask, what is your favorite distance to race and why? Yeah, what, what, what a great question because there's so many, you know, there, you could, I could, um, it's kind of like when you're out looking for an RV, you can make an argument for every, <laughs> right. every distance or every type of everything, you know, we always wander, but it, you know, if only had, if there's only one, it's, it's the hundred mile, uh, distance. I'm, you know, I'm an endurance runner and I, I, and I live in the endurance running world and, uh, there's just something, there's something special about the distance, right? You know, there's a lot of, it brings in all the variables, uh, uh, the, the, the course conditions, weather, you know, your sleep, nutrition, um, mental aspect gets insanely challenged. Uh, your physical aspect is is obviously challenged. And I think most important for me, what makes it special is the finish line. And I, I'm not only you know, when I'm participating and you get to finish, it's like, okay, you know, we get, we got through, right. Whatever, all those highs and lows and ebbs and flows, but hanging out at the finish line, you know, hopefully I'm, uh, I'm lucky enough to, to finish where I'm able to, to sit there and you just chill and you're happy and you're in that, uh, in that mode and then watch and get to experience, uh, all of the others mm-hmm. that finish. And, um, it, I, it's such a, to me, it's, you know, people say Disney's the happiest place on earth. I, the, the finish line of a hundred miler comes pretty, comes pretty <laughs> darn close. I think I, I do, uh, uh, we, we, we wander a lot and I, I enjoy going out. Uh, we spend a lot of time, even if I'm not running the distance, right. Just going out to like the, uh, the grand slam events or any hundreds that, that friends are at and just, uh, you know, supporting or helping or pacing or just hanging out at the finish line because of that environment and the people and uh, the emotion and all that. So, yeah, I mean, there's some other obviously a lot of events have that. I mean, it, you know, a, a, a 500 meter, right, can can have mm-hmm. that type of passion and, and, and excitement, but uh, doesn't have as much dirt and dust and sweat <laughs> maybe as, a, as a hundred miler. So, yeah, pretty cool. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I, I love that, uh, little, little blurb about the happiest place on earth. Cause I, I, I live in central Florida and, and, uh, head over to Disney somewhat, somewhat <laughs> yeah. on a regular basis. And it, it is pretty happy, but I'll tell you what, there's some people that have, you know, six days on vacation and they're tired and the kids are a little bit cranky and it's hot. And, uh, there's, there's some times that, that there's some little sections where it's definitely not the happiest place on earth. And I don't think, I mean, I've never been to a finish <laughs> yeah. line of a hundred miler, but I don't think any of the yeah. first times I've been to for marathons or 50 K's, things like that, 50 milers where, uh, I mean, people are tired, but it's, it's still happy. It's still yeah. joyous. It's still, it's still exciting. Yeah. So I think, I think, I think yeah. the finish line might have, might have Disney beat just, just by a, by a nose. Yeah. Yeah. We, I tell you, it's actually one of, as much as I, you know, obviously the hundreds and the endurance running and the ultra running, we've, uh, we've, uh, uh, what four times or so wandered your way and done the Disney, like the goofy and two, mm-hmm. a couple of my favorite like life experiences are when our grandkids hit, um, you know, that certain age where they're old enough to do the Disney right. things. Right. So we went like, okay, perfect. We're you're, before you start, you know, kindergarten and, and kind of life goes on, we're scooping you up and we would go out and, you know, spend a week at the beach and then do, we've got some friends that have done, 
uh, actually, um, she started, she said, she was like perfect Disney or perfect goofy. Your dad was, and they're just the wonderful folks that we got tied up with. So it was like, okay, we do this whole week of Disney then where mm-hmm. you do the, the running events, the, you know, you do the, their, their things. And then you, uh, we kind of participate in eating and, um, uh, libations around the world, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, the laughter you've done the thing and the grandkids are having a ride and you do every park. And I swear it's more, you know, you do the marathon and then the half marathon in the mornings and then you're more pooped because you're walking around the parks all day mm-hmm. or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. but it's a, but it's a great experience. So you're kind of combining those two. That one's a fun one too. We always enjoyed that. We got one more grandson to, uh, next year. So we're pretty excited. So then we're, I think then we're probably done with that, that, gotcha. uh, experience, but it's a, it's a, it's a fun thing for sure. Combining it too. So, so next year, 2020, you're heading over to do some races again or just do yeah, the Disney thing? Yeah. yeah. Well, the Disney thing for sure. And then, you know, of course we, uh, I think it's kind of, it's kind of what we do. Uh, uh, I don't know, a few years ago, we just kind of just, you know, wander and it's a great place to, uh, it's, uh, running and doing races mm-hmm. or hanging out with friends. And so it's, it's a, it's a good life, you know, kind of, it's great way to see the country or see different countries or whatever is right. to, to participate in a race and then kind of hang out while you're there. Right. So you, you do the event, you do the experience and then you play, play tourist. And I think, I mean, it's one of the things we're you know here to share about like our Copper Canyon events is like that there's, uh, there's opportunities more. And I think in the endurance running world and in everything where people, uh, folks like, it, you know, it's your community, it becomes mm-hmm. family. And so, yeah, it's great to go do an event and you, you know, you travel and you're there and then you got to hustle back. And sometimes that's what has to happen because you got work or whatever. But, um, a lot of folks like it's the social bit, right? So it's exploring right. the area, you know, where's the good thing and hanging out with friends, right? So some of the best, I think some of our our favorite events to travel to kind of have that um, and, and, and participate and have that experience, right? Where it's the, the event and then it's all the friends and family, what I call, and uh, uh, as well as kind of hanging out in the area, exploring. Fantastic. Cool. Yeah. Well, uh, if, if it all works out and obviously marathon weekend is, is pretty uh, hectic, but I'm, I'm, I'm doing the goofy this year or 2020 is as, as awesome. well. It'll be my, my first time doing the goofy. I've done the marathon a, yeah. a several times. So, um, yeah, I would love to, to see you for a, for a mile or something like that along the way, if, if it all works out, but, um, yeah. I'm sorry, go ahead. Were you- yeah, we used to have a trick. It's great. I can't tell you to you anymore now because they changed <laughs> it. We could, uh, we knew it from our friends. Um, uh, they would stay, uh, it's the, I can't even think of it. There was a, geez, this is, this is what happens when you get old, but, uh, <laughs> a hotel where we could stay by the start line, you mm, know, of like the, the Port Orleans and stuff we like could that. Walk right over. Yeah. 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 And, and we, yeah, the Port Orleans and we could weasel over, but now they have, uh, you know, so you could in the morning, so you didn't have to get up at, you know, right. two o'clock or whatever it is to ride the buses o'clock. and all of that. So here it was that kind of local insight knowledge. So we could, you know, last minute cause you're starting at what, you know, it's like four or something crazy. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's still great, but it's like, early. I got, yeah. I'm old to get up early. It's early. It's early. I was, I was actually thinking about that. So, like, I don't know if I'm going to stay over there or stay cause my, my, if, if I, if we do stay on Disney property, like you said, riding the, the buses is, is uh, you got to get up early. I can actually probably sleep yeah. longer from my house and drive over there than, than actually okay. do that. See, but, you got family or somebody you can shuffle over maybe or something. Yeah. So yeah. We got ways ride. to make it work, but I was thinking like, if you stayed there, I bet you, you could just kind of hike over and, and save yourself some time. But I guess, I guess maybe that doesn't work anymore, but that was, that would have been a nice <laughs> yeah. little trick. 
Yeah, yeah, it was a good deal. But but anyway, uh, n- enough of enough of what uh, what is to come, or at least enough of the Disney of what's to come. Disney doesn't need us to promote them. They they do a good enough job. They, they got, right. no, no, they're, 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 they do pretty good. Yeah, they they got their their feelers out there. But uh, you know, t- talking uh, Michael about you know hundred milers and 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 you know kind of just the the joy of the finish line and whatnot. But but uh, you know, kind of taking it back maybe to the to the start. What what got you started into into endurance running and and these long distance races and whatnot? Was it something that's always been part of your life, or how'd you uh, stumble into this world? Uh, yeah, you know, we, so, uh, we ran when we were younger and, uh, all kinds of sports, you mm-hmm. know, uh, I grew up playing hockey and we, we, you know, you ran some as part of like all of the other sports and you did a little, and then we had a long stretch, uh, where we didn't do a lot. I think I ran a half marathon on the kids growing up or something, but, uh, we started, so we always ran some, uh, my wife, Kimberly ran some as well. And she was celebrating, um, basically, I think it was her 10th year anniversary. It's hard to think back mm-hmm. now. It's been a while, but of being cancer-free. She, she got mm-hmm. breast cancer at a relatively young age, and they were having one of the Komen events locally. Mm-hmm. We said, you know, what a great way to celebrate. Let's go do that. And we had such an amazing kind of experience. So we hadn't done a race in forever, anything like anything organized. And we had a great experience. It was very emotional being around all the survivors. And it was a big event and started running again a little bit. And then we went uh, running a little more consistently. And then we then we went the next year and they have uh, two races. Uh, so it's, it's a huge event here, um, maybe 20,000 participants. And you have, I don't know, a thousand or so survivors and mm-hmm. and then everyone that's there to support the cause and support the survivors are running for someone and kimberly got some success she was young and fast and ended up winning and then she, she won a couple of years in a row after that or whatever but it kind of like kind of sparked uh, hey let's get out there and running so we started running more putting in more miles and hanging out and met some people and then next thing you know um you know, we're out on uh, the trails. We had trails close to the house and really enjoying that. And then participating in a couple more, um, couple more endurance runs. And then it was, hey, you know, the, the trails and longer and getting older. So, the, you know, the old half marathon paces and stuff like that, maybe not what it used to be. So I like the trail and the feel and being in that environment uh, out in nature. And it just kind of led to, um, you know, people that are, uh, just, uh, have, have passions or, you know, some, some may say addictions, right. It became almost <laughs> like, uh, you know, just like, okay, more and more, what's the thing. Hey, this is a cool experiment. What can we do? How far can we go? And, and how's the body hold up in the mind? And this is fun. And, um, and the community became, uh, really important in our lives. People mm-hmm. became family. So kind of started all of that. And then, and then really since then, um, just obviously endurance running in particular is really, really taken off. I think back right. some of the old events, um, you know, where you could last day walk on and, you know, sign up or whatever. It just doesn't happen anymore. Right. I mean, uh, some of the big hundred milers or even kind of local, you know, uh, uh, regular uh, ultra runs mm-hmm. are filling up and selling out and lottery and all of that. So, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's so that was kind of the impetus, though, you know. Gotcha. Get us going again. Gotcha. Um, in that, in that uh, kind of building up and, and getting to to you know where uh, you're you're running these these long distances, like you said, kind of you know 
maybe not as fast as you were, so started going going a bit longer. Um, was it was it fairly smooth sailing for you? Have, have there been uh, some some major you know obstacles, whether it's injuries or or something like that, or, or has it been kind of something that's kind of always once once you got back into it, kind of always you know been something that, that you really have uh, been able to take to? Yeah, you know, I think uh, we started going, so I did a lot of. Uh, marathons and we did, did some halves but uh started for a while there was a few years we just kind of traveled and did uh did the marathon you know some of the series and some of the other ones and there's a great way to hang out the city and it was you know marathons were it was great because you know you got up you ran and hey it's but you know you're done before lunch in a lot of ways i i love that environment so those uh during that stretch i stayed um you know you'd have your little Occasionally, you did something if you're out on a trail or something, maybe roll a roll an ankle or a little bit soreness, but it was all pretty good. So we were doing, oh, I don't know, you know, 20, 15 or 20 races a year. Um, and both both Kimberly and I would sometimes she might do the half marathon or something if I was doing the marathon. But for the most part, we were we were traveling and running and all that went well. And then and then started doing a lot more of the ultras. And then I think pretty stayed um it was almost like as we were doing i don't know 25 a year mm-hmm. and uh i think it 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 was good because i had this i thought about this experiment like so what happens because there was a lot of conversation and always been right mm-hmm. are you overtrained and you know are you beating yourself up and if you're looking if speed is relevant right are you better less miles per week or more miles or you're racing too much and all of those types of things well for me it was even if the argument was I could be a little faster, it was like, yeah, but then I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't run as much. Or I couldn't race as much. So that's, you know, that trade off, I was, you know, I'm, I'm okay with that trade off. Um, but I, a couple years that I wasn't running as much, wasn't putting as much miles, wasn't racing as much. I thought it was harder for me. So, um, I, I suppose everybody's different, but mm. the, sometimes, what what a lot of folks would say. I mean, elite athletes a different level, right? right. I mean, I had that's relative to my being an old man, but um, for me, it was definitely kind of keeping in motion. I think is good for me mental. That's one of the things r- relative to training. I think that's and particularly in endurance athletes that's underrated, right? There's a. Uh, I remember when you're doing it, you have you have confidence. I've been here before. I know the highs. I know the lows. Um, I can get through this, right? So if you've, if you've, the, the more experience you have doing it, so there's some value, even if it's from the physical standpoint, if you're over, um, over training or whatever term you want to use, running too much, you know, those types of things, mm-hmm. there's still that value. Um, I think there's a benefit gain from the mental aspect, right? You know, like, okay, I got dead legs and I can still move. I can still push <laughs> it. I can, I can make it happen. So, you know, I had some, I'd have some injuries here and there, but it was pretty good until, and anybody over 50 probably doesn't want to hear this, this is for <laughs> me personally. After 50, um, I could, you know, you go long and maybe you still have some, you know, improvement, at least from the endurance distance, mm-hmm. right? You know, 100 milers or something like that, or 100K, 50K even. Uh, after 50, it's kind of just you're now I kind of got to do more and it's slowing down a little further right and then a little more I think the big recovery time uh, 
became longer, right? So just a little more beat up or now a little, little bit more of that, the, 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 the legs, you know, I still, like after I'd raced, it was important for me. I think there's a, uh, there's, there's some, again, different opinions. Like some people say, Hey, take X amount of days off after you, after you race. For me, it was the exact opposite. If I, mm-hmm. if I took off, you know, say I did a 50 K on Saturday, if I took off even a couple days on Tuesday, I'm still kind of, you know, maybe wobbling a little bit, a little bit sore muscle or whatever. But if I got out Sunday morning right away and I started with, you know, kind of the Frankenstein wobble and then got into the, <laughs> you know, the old man wobble. And then after, you know, four or five miles, I kind of like, OK, now I'm just a shuffling and then I'm then I'm kind of almost running or at least I'm a, I'm a jogger. Hey, you know, so uh, kind of getting that you know, lactate flushed or whatever it is, mm-hmm. right. Uh, was kind of, kind of worked for me. So that's why then I just kind of continued to run. Then the next day, a little more, a little easier. So nice, easy listening to your body, but, um, making that happen. But, um, my, then kind of, uh, the last few years, more of the kind of the other, the non running, you know, like you're, if you get a cold, right. And then it's a couple weeks. And so, uh, versus maybe a two or three days, or mm-hmm. if I get a little, backache because I was at the gym and I, you know, thought I could lift that amount and I can't, um, you know, then that has a little longer effect. It's still hanging for a couple of weeks. So then those, right. It's not maybe so much the, yeah, the, the legs are getting older and the running's getting older, but it takes me longer to recover from a cold. It takes me longer. That little back thing that I did takes longer. And then that has impact on your running. So then your running's impacted, then you're a little less fit. And then it's, you know, kind of some of that snowball stuff. So, You know, 57, you know, 58 coming up. Um, so it's all, you know, hanging on and enjoying it. But the <laughs> the, the the love and the the enjoyment, the, you know, if the pace, the pace is a little slower, maybe the uh, distances are a little shorter. Sometimes I can't do as much as I could, but still, um, you know, just a, a wonderful uh, yeah, experience in the mm-hmm. whole to, to, to be around the whole community. And that's what excites me. And that's what's, you know, kind of now it's almost kind of helping support some races or whether it's supporting our friends events or getting out there is kind of finding some other ways that, Hey, I've, I've actually done a couple of aid stations where I've, you know, helped out finally Mm -hmm. rather than like I'm out there sweating and running and, you know, uh, taking advantage of all the people helping the aid stations, right. Where I'm racing every week. So I'm enjoying that too. So it's nice. Gotcha. Gotcha. Has it, has it been a, a little bit of a, I don't know, tough pill to swallow if that's quite the right way of, of asking it, but, you know, talking about getting across 50 and, and kind of having some, some things that, you know, just aren't, like you said, recovery is not as, as the same as it used to be and maybe a little bit slower, things like that. Has that been a tough process or is that, have, have that been something that's been fairly natural? Cause I know a lot of folks that listen are kind of in that, um, you know, early to mid forties range, maybe mid to mid to late forties and, and are going to be getting to that point if they haven't gotten there already, where, yeah, some of those times that they ran five, eight, 10 years ago might not be getting there anymore. Um, was, was that difficult for you to, to navigate through those waters? Yeah. You know, it's, um, it's, it's not so bad. I mean, I would probably be, um, I've always like, you know, like, so for Boston, I can still like, Hey, uh, you know, I can still weasel in, right. Because of, it's not, you know, the nice thing is you could be slower as you get mm-hmm. old, right. They, they change the time. So if I, if some of those things and I can still, well, hopefully, right. It's, it's been a while. So <laughs> I kind of, I like the idea like of not being sure, like if you can do something right. Cause you had a stretch where you're confident. So you, as you get older, all of a sudden that creeps in. 
and so in some ways, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a tough pill, right? You're, you know, particularly on, you know, just regular runs, if you're fatigued and tired more and, you know, those things. So it's, it's, um, on occasion, you kind of got to rope yourself in and say, hey, look how blessed we are to do this. I'm out mm-hmm. on a trail and I'm sweating and, you know, I'm 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 enjoying this. But uh, sometimes a little more of the like, poof, I'm just woof, I'm tapped, I'm beat. <laughs> right. Do I want to do this? So that's a that's a little tougher pill to swallow. Um, but the other part, I think, is almost more enjoyable or it brings uh, something you didn't have where you have that kind of uh, push that motivation because, Hey, this doesn't come as easy anymore. So you've got, um, you know, you, you've got a, you've got to work, you got to make this happen. It's a challenge. It brings that, you know, that, that little, uh, it's kind of an added adrenaline, um, impact that, uh, you know, it's not, it's not as easy anymore. So you can't, uh, not that you take anything for granted. Right. right. But, uh, uh, now you got to work a little harder and you got to commit and, and mentally. And so that's, that, that's a, that's an exciting component of it. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, it's, um, that one of the, you know, like you said with Boston or, or whatever is, as uh, one of the beauties of our sport is that even as you get older, uh, and, and you do slow down and maybe you can't go as far and you can't run as, as often or as many miles or whatever, um, there's still, there's still room for us in the sport and we can still get out there and, and do it, which is, uh, you know, just one of the, one of the things that I, I love most about this because, you know, I mean, I can, I can plan to continue to run for the next, gosh, you know, Lord willing 30, 40, 50 years. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. and if I was doing some other sport at this point in my life, some, you know, rec league basketball or whatever the case might be, that's probably not gonna, gonna be the case. So, um, but I think, yeah. I think the biggest thing from, from my perspective being, being 37, so not, not quite to that point yet where, where I'm, I'm still able to keep getting faster, hopefully plan to keep getting faster for another few more years. Um, you bet, you know, it, it, it's, it's nice to, to, I think, or I think the requirement to continue to run for, for many years. And, and I'd love to get your thoughts on this too, Michael, you've got to be able to accept in your, in your mind that at some point, you know, you are going to be getting to where you're probably not going to be touching any more PRs and you are going to be getting slower and you're going to have to spend more time on the recovery and things like that, which, you know, for, for some people that that's probably the biggest hurdle. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's, and, and that can be, and that's, and I think you hit one of them there is that you have to, the recovery bits, right. Where you can't maybe mm-hmm. do some of that. Hey, I want to go out and pop and do this. Or maybe it's simply, uh, like if I went out and did some hard runs, I'm a little more, um, well, here's a good example. Like, you know, so if you, you know, if you have a, a, a spouse, maybe that doesn't do as much running or something. And now we're used to be able to go out and do your long run and then, Hey, we can still go out and, mm. you know, we're going to go out and see some friends on Saturday afternoon and hang out and do dinner or whatever. And you're just like, you're pooped out and I need a nap <laughs> and I kind of want to do dinner. Now you got a problem, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Because now, uh, everything rushes. you. So that little, like where I used to be able to bounce and Hey, go, go do a run and come back some of those things now so there's some other dynamics that come into play right yeah that's that's a good point and, and one of those things that uh easy to not think about until you till you're till you are laying on the couch and, and having that argument oh, about yeah. i thought we were gonna go do this yeah. no i'm too tight oh yeah that's not a good situation to be in if you can avoid it sure yeah you're running yeah well no you know right right so uh, just, uh no well I'll, I'll no go ahead go ahead Oh no! I was going to say, oh no! So I'll, I'll make up for it. You know, we'll get a bottle of wine and we'll have mm-hmm. some good cheese or something tonight, right? right. You got to whatever it right. is you got to do to, 
you start to negotiate. Yeah, Got to keep the household happy because that's, uh, right, that, right. that's always the most important. So shifting, shifting gears a little bit, Michael, talking about uh, Copper Canyons and, and what you've got going on. Um, you know, like I said, I, I think this sounds like a, it's a super exciting, uh, adventure to begin with, but, but, uh, where, where did this whole event get started? I mean, I know you're also part of what you didn't really mention this in the beginning, but, uh, you know, kind of behind the scenes with the ultra Caballo Blanco, um, now getting the Copper Canyon. So again, if people have read born to run, they, they kind of know some of these names probably, and, and heard a little bit about it. And obviously read born to run, you, you, you know a fair bit about it, but where did you know? I mean, I read Born to Run and thought, "Wow, this would be yeah. awesome!" And, and what a great place to go to go run and and, and see you know a pretty much completely different uh, you know culture, different part of the world, all all these things. Um, but you know, I mean, I had no desire to go ahead and try to like put something together and, and make it happen. So you know, how did how did this whole um, idea kind of come about and, and come to fruition here for uh, October of 2019 to be the first first running? If I got my facts straight, so how did that that all come to come to uh, fruition? Yeah, so we uh, we've been wandering down to the Bancas for a lot of years now with friends, and um, so uh, we get, we get first introduced through some 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 local friends. Hey, we're going down to the Copper Canyons, running the Ultra Caballo Blanco, and we had we had met uh, Micah and Maria and some of the gang that uh, had wandered years uh, a couple of years before and, and made it down. And some of the years that like were, were the, the, I think the years that Chris wrote the book mm-hmm. and that kind of timeline. And it was back then. Um, uh, I always tell because like the old school, it's one of those, you know, uphill in the snow, both ways. We're telling <laughs> our grandkids when we had to walk to school, but literally it was an adventure, right? I mean, you, when you wandered down and you, you drove like it, well, and some of the, you know, I know in the book, it talks about kind of the trip and, and some of that, I don't know how much mm-hmm. he talks about it, but the roads getting down the last bit and all of that stuff. So we wandered down there our first year. Um, and the wife and I did, it was for our anniversary. It was, which was, was kind of cool. We had this thing at the time where we did one anniversary, call it spoiled, right? Where we wandered some year and kind of, you know, whatever the fancy hotels and all of this type of thing. And then we would do another year. The next year was, was kind of our outdoor year, right? Mm -hmm. So we'd, you know, do the grand Canyon and camp down at the bottom and backpack forever and this type of thing. And so this was a, the first year was kind of supposed to have been a spoiled year and, uh, some friends were going, it was like, okay, no, we gotta, we gotta make this happen. And we're going, we're all together. And it was a whole gang of us. So let's go down and and hang with these Mas Locos. And, uh, so we made that happen. And, um, I tell you, Danny, it, it, um, it's, I, you hate to over, I say this every time because since then I've had an opportunity to help, you know, bring a lot of folks Mm -hmm. down and, and talk about it it's magical. There's something, there's something special about, um, the ultra Caballo Blanco and everything surrounding it. Right. So we always say it's, yeah, there's the race is, is, is an amazing thing. And it's a, and it's a pilgrimage and something everyone needs to experience if you run, but it's kind of everything surrounding, uh, the event and the friendships and, um, I have this thing I say is like, you know, you come down there and you meet people that you have, you know, or you're going to, you're going to meet people that you don't know yet, but that you're going to love forever. Mm. Um, there's, um, it's, it's hard to say cause there's a lot of beautiful places on the planet and whatever, but there's something extra special about Orique Canyon and the Broncos as a whole and kind of the, the lands 
And the people there, obviously the indigenous folks, the Ramery, the Tarahumara, the, the local Mexican nationals within the communities, and um, it's just magical. So we got down there the first year and kind of everything about it, the, the it's, it's family, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, so it's um, even the, the locals in, in you become like, okay, well maybe you're my distant cousin or whatever, but, but the whole, the whole group is, uh, is uh, called Micah said, you're, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'll probably mess up the thing, but it's like, <laughs> Hey, if you're local, you're local. If you come on that wander on down here and make your way down here, Mas Loco, if you, you run 50 miles. And mm. so there's this term, every that's kind of made it down there called Mas Locos, but it's, uh, we kind of, it's our, it's our family. That's what kind of what that means. And, uh, so, you know, we've we've gone in uh, every year since and uh, we've got a cabin down there now and we've, and all of the people kind of obviously so the folks in the some of the folks in the book, you know, the Lewis and Ted and these guys and and all of the people, Billy and and, and Maria, who's um, who is Micah's girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, all of those people are family to us, you know, and. And, uh, you know, Arnolfo and Manuel and some of the, the folks that also kind of um, some of the listeners may may be aware of some mm-hmm. of those, the, the local Ramry communities. And Miguel Laura, all of those guys have and the, the ladies have become family as well. So over the years, um, it, 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 it's like, what can we do? You know, Micah. Everybody is, uh, I guess, different. Uh, when you go down there, you have a different perspective of having read the book, or what's important, or what's what that, what those lands and those people, peoples of those lands, kind of what they've meant in their life. And for me, I say it brought all these people in my life that I'll I'll love forever. And what became important for me, um, and I think for all of us, Mas Locos, and everybody that's ventured down there is like to to kind of create an opportunity as much as possible for others to have that same experience. Mm. Just man, it's, the world becomes, it's a better thing. I mean, as a whole, right. Runners are some of the best of humanity, right. Mm. And, and endurance runners are some of the best humanity. And then when you get down there and, and there's people coming from, you know, 20 countries we had this year, right. From, so from all over, they made this, this kind of tough journey to get here and they've come together and they've had this experience of the uh, the kind of the called the whole ultra cabal experience experience and the Broncos and and running together with uh, the Ramry and the local people and on those lands um, it becomes something that they have forever and and everybody it's just something super special and it enhances running and it makes it just I guess it's I hate to exaggerate it but it makes the world a better place mm-hmm. so. We thought it's like, okay, how can we, you know, obviously Mike is not with us anymore. And um, he, I think, you know, obviously we, nobody can uh, speak for him and but what would happen. And I know one, the, probably the main reason the Ultra Bile started was because he wanted to share the beauty of those lands and the beauty of those people, right? And so that type of thing. So how can we as kind of um, – messengers was it was a term he used um how is we as messengers can kind of help continue that and so what are the opportunities right and kind of so supporting the cabal blanco and everything that surrounds that so it's kind of cool now we get 
this this year we had I think I think they said there was fourteen hundred runners, so that was wow. great, and probably eight hundred local Ramry, nine hundred somewhere. It was it, a lot of us. It was a lot. Of, it was amazing, and the kids race now that's been going on. Um, for a lot of years, uh, has we have like 800 young runners, so that's kind of neat. So on Saturday, the day before the Caballo Blanco, um, there's like 800 kids are out there running and flying. And these kids, you want to talk about getting slower as you get older? <laughs> trust me. Like I think in those distances, like whether it's the you know the the half mile or some of the youngest kids are doing, you know, like it's like 150 yard. Nobody can keep up, right? Right. I don't think Miguel Lara, who wins the Ultra Caballo, can beat those, <laughs> some of those kids in that that 150 yards. Um, but it's an amazing thing. So. With all of that and with all the friends, um, we thought, what are some of the ways, you know, that that we can we can share that or create opportunities for people to have that experience? And so that's how that's kind of how Copper Canyon Endurance Runs came about is was that how can we, you know, extend and create that, you know, that opportunity for more people to come visit and experience the lands and the people and and do so um where it's it's as much about because it's just like the alta caballo to me and i think for most of us people go down and they expect oh i got to do this amazing race right just mm-hmm. like you do boston or you do western states or hard rock or whatever it is um but it it becomes the the kind of the overall experience and the race just becomes the you know, the kind of, you know, the cherry on the cake. It's the whole the whole kind of week when they go down for folks that are able to do it. Because mm-hmm. everybody that's always like, if they only have like a weekend, I'm like, yeah, okay. And it's going to be amazing and you get to run and you know, it's going to be special. But, you, you know, it's kind of like that. No, you want the whole, you know, mm-hmm. you come down and, and have the whole experience. So we wanted to create uh, uh, something that, that, that made it easy, right? Because of logistics, um, it's a whole lot easier. You know, the roads are much better now they've there's a there's a stretch uh there was a 30 mile stretch that used to take i mean dust and we had diversions and we 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 tell stories right but it was a journey right i don't know those 30 miles were like seven hours or eight hours you know so (laughs) you had a whole extra day now it's like you know paved in that stretch or whatever right so you're flying and and that type of thing but the, the truth is logistics are still not super easy it's one of the it's one of the most remote and beautiful you know, canyon systems on the planet for a reason, right? Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, you, it's it's hard to get to. So, you know, you have to fly to Chihuahua or, you, you know, you drive, we drive down there, which is amazing. So we created this. Uh, uh, so it was a thing to like, how can we resolve that, right? So in order to c- create more opportunity for folks to experience it, we put together something that makes it easy um, or, or, or minimizes those logistics. Right. And then also shares all of the additional kind of i think what was magical for micah and all the folks the the local communities and why they wanted to you know get everybody from throughout the planet to come on down to visit that area was the the just the the kind of the culture of the tarahamara the raramri and how they were sharing and how that community and in the and the happiness they experienced even against you know all of the challenges that they have um and and still there was a a a kindness a love and a passion for running obviously 
and to share that uh, share that culture. So that's kind of, I mean, it was this whole, what can we do to kind of continue Micah's message? And uh, well, and everybody that started it, I mean, I mm-hmm. think Micah would be a little uncomfortable saying just him, but you know, everybody that that helped create, you know, all the original guys, the born, the born to run folks that, that helped to kind of make the awareness out there of these lands and, and, uh, the people and, and the, and the, the other national folks too are, it's a, it's the, the great communities in the, in the, in the city of Udike itself and the whole kind of municipality wide, um, the Broncos cover kind of like three or four municipalities and, uh, all of that area is incredible. And that's where most of the, the, the Taramar, the indigenous folks, are within that, you know, that Canyon system. Mm-hmm. So we, we thought like, how can we make this happen? And how can we, um, do offer, um, make it easy, cover right. the logistics and make, um, uh, create an opportunity for the folks locally as well. I think, um, there's, um, you know, there's some challenges in the, in the, in the Canyon still. Right. I mean, there's, a it's tough, right? Uh, the kind of some of the, the drama that's been in the past and all of the, there's some, you know, negative news and over the years or whatever, but it's a, there's a loving kindness, these people, right? So how can we do this and share that and get some folks back visiting and, and help out? And so one of the, the biggest things, if you talk to the, the nationals and the businesses and the, the Ramry communities is to, to get, they want to share those lands. They want to share mm-hmm. the beauty and uh, have others come experience that and come run with us. You know, our novel say, come, come run and come run with us. Cause they, they're, they, you know, there's a, there's a pride of whatever and getting there. So kind of, I guess you'd call it, um, you know, ecotourism or sustainable mm-hmm. tourism, something that's coming on down good folks. Right. So we're not, not that, um, you know, guys in RVs or, or the, I'm not there, the ATVs or something, you know, that type of, that's, mm-hmm. that's great for the people, right? But runners and, uh, we're doing some things in biking that we're pretty excited about. We're going to announce too, because those, the, the, that area is just, the trails are amazing, right? right? I can ramble for 20 <laughs> minutes, but I can ramble for about how the, you know, the course in these trails, because this is, you know, the, the, the different, uh, Ramory communities, uh, it's kind of the, all right, this is how you get to visit the friends or how you get mm-hmm. to mom or uncle or how you go, the, you know, the trade routes or or whatever. Or, you know, when we're farming, like, how do I get to my different fields? Um, so there's these incredible, you know, single track trails everywhere. And it's like, you know, like, I mean, this is a better trail system than, you know, some of the national parks that have really mm-hmm. focused on them. Right. You go like, how do you have this in some beautiful uh, challenging areas. Right. So, uh, and then you have also over the years there had been whatever logging or mining. So you had those, these old, what amounts to, you know, old mining and logging roads that haven't been used forever. And essentially they now become just a little bit wider trails, right? <laughs> They're not even, in fact, actually some of the trails are in better shape than mm-hmm. some of those. So I don't even call them roads. They're just trails because there's no cars or anything right. on it, but you're going through. So there's, it's an amazing system um, or, uh, you know, the, the courses are endless, right? So, you know, gravel grinding, mountain biking, running, trailing and through some beautiful areas of challenging. So it's, it's pretty spectacular. We were, uh, one I get excited about is um, we were up um, in this area called Wasuchi, which overlooks Batopilas Canyon. It's, it's uh, 
it's it's the same uh, beauty you're up top and it's where Arnolfo Kumade that's in the Arnolfo I think folks may know from the mm-hmm. foreign Iran. he's a great guy he, he lives up there and that's his community and there is this and I'll probably tell the story wrong but there is this um, you can see in the in the granite there's like this um, it almost looks like a little cut out like a you know like a like half a canal water water running route you know the gravel you can see it for a long ways and it was the old, it's where the mules or the donkeys or the burros, they used to be pack burros carrying the, you know, whatever, the silver, the gold, mm-hmm. or the, the minerals out of the mines that they went for, you know, whatever, 80 miles. They've actually worn a path into wow. the granite. That's, it's insane. It's a, you know, so and you have this against a backdrop of, you know, 80-mile vista, beautiful canyons and, you know, pine and oak and waterfalls and all of this different stuff. So, wow. um, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty spectacular. So we we created this uh, this kind of uh, opportunity to hey, come on down, and here's obviously the Ultra Cabile. Everybody needs to come run the Ultra Cabile Blanco. If, however, March doesn't line up and or you need to do both now. Here's an opportunity to, to, right, to have kind of an all-inclusive. So as you, I think your introduction said, kind of a, kind of a runcation, right, mm-hmm. or a kind of a cultural experience. You know, folks that like to adventure travel or cultural experience and, in, including running. So we put this uh, together. We're like, look, we're picking you up in the U.S. You know, you all you got to do is get to El Paso, mm-hmm. and guess what? You know, for the stage race, we've got. We're going to get you down there and you're going to be at these beautiful hotels and you're going to run during the day with, you know, people from people from all over and the, the locals. And uh, then you're going to have dance and music and fun and culture and great food. And we're going to get up and run the next morning and you're going to you're going to experience a course and lands that are, you know, I, I can't, it's hard to say, oh, it's going to be like our, for the hundred miler. Well, it's the hardest, going to be the hardest hundred mile you ever ran, or it's going to be the most beautiful or all of those. Mm-hmm. I, you know, it's not fair to do that. There's so many, right. So many different, but I can say it's magical. It's, you know, you're going to, you're going to say I, some of the most magical runs I've ever done, if not the most, it's, um, just, uh, so if it was just the course alone, I think, uh, uh, it's something special, but when you, when you include all the other, we're excited. And mm-hmm. I think what, what we hope is not only that week is going to become magical. And the folks that are just a marathon or half a marathon, if that's enough to, we still have an opportunity to like come on down and we still have all this cultural festival that's going on and you get to it's all the, all the, the, you know, the music and the dance and the, the, the festival that goes on in Sarakawi and still have an insanely beautiful mm-hmm. course. And we can still handle logistics as well, supporting that. So we kind of, want to create something for everybody right so whether you're whatever distance works for you whatever time you have available to to come on down and you know, support this community and have an experience that you know and i think we've got our little tag experiences you're going to tell your great grandkids about mm-hmm. right this will still be one of the stories they'll want to hear so yeah pretty pretty cool yeah definitely definitely sounds cool and and uh obviously uh anybody who's who's listening has, has heard you paint a, a, a 
beautiful picture of, of what the landscape is like. Um, I just wondering is I mean, before we kind of completely wrap up today, Michael, if you could dive in just a little bit more on the different options that are there, because um, you know, there's, there's some people that are probably like, yes, I would love to do multi. I know there's the, like you said, the stage race. So several days in a row of, of running. And there's probably some that, that are like, Oh, that's, that's too much, but I would love the, the experience. Uh, but like you said, there's a half marathon marathon option as well. So what are the different running options that are available with, uh, with the, the Copper Canyon uh, trip? Sure. So we have um, we have a, a four what amounts to a four day stage race. So everything for the all inclusive, anyone can come on down and do any of these events, if, you know, their own logistics if they want to handle. So maybe you've got some family and, mm-hmm. you know, in Chihuahua or you've been down to the Barrancas before and you can kind of figure that out. Um, it's kind of uh, logistics are a little challenging. Right. So these areas is the accommodations are uh, right. Limited in something. So it's a little, it's a little easier, but for sure, anybody can come on down for any of the events. Um, but, um, every other opportunity for kind of the all inclusive, uh, that we've made all leave from El Paso and the, 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 the stage race is essentially a hundred miles, give or take. And it's covered over four days. So the first day is a little bit longer. It's a little more challenging, but everybody's got fresh legs and it's, uh, and it's going to be a great day. We do add what's kind of neat is where we'll end up spending that group will spend three days at this hotel it's at the edge of what is the, because the Copper Canyons is essentially a, a group of canyons, the Barrancas del Cobre. So there, but there is one canyon that is named, um, uh, that is the Copper Canyon, if you will. And so the, the, our kind of host hotel, if you will, is, it's, it looks like a castle and it's there at the edge of the Broncos. It's also next to a park, a kind of a, a national park. This is this beautiful uh, introduction to the Copper Canyons. It's kind of a little past Creel. And the, so we, we're going to hang out there a day. So they get there at night, the first night, this group. And then we're actually hanging a day to... And, and folks can experience this park, and it's an adventure park. So they have a zip line. Mm-hmm. I think that's it's got the world's fastest. Zip. You get like going sixty miles an hour across wow. the Copper Canyons. <laughs> so if you want some more adventure, right? And it's got a tram that goes across. And there's a bungee drop and uh, run around the Broncos. And then there's a, we're going to have a thing where you can go down and um, you can learn to uh, the, the the local folks. It's like here's how we make some you know introduction to kind of a. Uh, a local Ramry uh, family and community and do, do some tortillas and kind of some something culture if you don't want to run across mm-hmm. the zip line. And then so we have the four days that are basically moving along throughout the Broncos going canyon to canyon. That's the name of our mm-hmm. uh, how we branded the, the stage race um, moving along with fun and entertainment every night. And then there is a hundred miler because that we because we, <laughs> we had to do it. <laughs> I why just not? Like, right. OK, yeah, it's going to be. Uh, it's legit. I mean, people say uh, Carl Meltzer, one of the kind of the famous uh, successful ultra runners, always said 100 miles isn't that far. And I've always wanted to go like, yeah, there's a couple trails, a couple courses that is. So and this mm-hmm. is this will be one of them. Right. This is a and it's it's going to have it's got everything right. It's essentially similar to the uh, to the stage course. Only you're doing it straight mm-hmm. and uh, it's going to be amazing up and down and you know, trails and trees and then down into hot Canyon. And, uh, it's going to be an amazing thing. And then we also have, um, on the, the day of the festival. And it also includes like a couple additional days where, um, you're coming down and having some more culture, uh, a marathon and a half marathon. And, um, it, it, 
it's it, it those are going to be challenging events as well mm-hmm. so if uh uh it'll be if you're looking for a tough marathon if you're a marathon fan or a half marathon runner and you're looking for a, a tough one but that is provides an insane amount of reward in the beauty uh those events are uh incredible and the the, the half marathon goes past this waterfall that you know it's 80 foot waterfall it's really literally right on course so every time something comes down we show like okay you got to come to this waterfall and then you get up to a uh it's called gaedo and it's basically this platform that they've built that gives this amazing view of Urique canyon so it's just like you've got you know 100 mile views in every direction you know how's that for a uh, a start line in which you go down this trail where you're in some of the pine and oak and then get on down to this beautiful valley with a um a mission that's uh, from the 1600s and uh you know there's a there's a girls school there and uh that they they support and uh, they'll be dancing and singing as well and, and it's just this, <laughs> it's an amazing experience and the, the 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 marathon course goes through this uh, it's got all that beauty too and then you, there's this one spot that you're in this slot canyon that you've got, you know, 1500 foot sheer walls on the side and you're cutting through and it's red and these ancient trails that have been ran for, you know, I don't know what's Western States, 45 years. Now you want some courses that this is, I mean, these are, uh, you know, hundreds of Mm -hmm. years, who knows, right? I mean, if not, if not longer, these, these trails have been, um, these trails have been around. It's right. It's like running up on, you know, Diné or Navajo right. and, uh, Hopi lands, right? These are, these, these have, these have been blessed by, by folks, uh, running and feet for a lot of years. So yeah, something I guess for kind of every runner. And then, you know, if you've got crew or family that wants to come, there's something, you know, during the day we have, uh, uh, we're going to have things going on. There's Tamaskal Sweat Lodge. That's mm-hmm. just this incredible cultural experience and all of a bunch of cool stuff that like, um, you know, for the non-runner spouse or the friend that wants to come along and kind of do the journey and, and travel and see that beautiful as well. We're going to have um, things for them to do as well. So gotcha. pretty exciting. Yeah, it sounds sounds pretty incredible. And, and uh, just to, to reemphasize again, it's it's all inclusive. So, you know, once, once is, you get yeah. there, you're you're pretty much set and, and good to go, and all that information is on the website as well. So it sounds like sounds like quite the uh, quite the experience, like I said, and something that uh, I, I don't know. We can talk more off off air about this, Michael, but I would love to to figure something out uh, yeah. sooner rather than later to make something happen. Yeah, absolutely. We 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 think you know. You mean you never know. It's the first year, mm-hmm. so uh, but there's and there's so there's it's limited, right? The infrastructure is limited, right. so. Hopefully we're going to get a bunch of people. It's like, Hey, we need you to build a couple more motels. Or we're going to put, you know, over the years, we'll put more things. We want, you know, folks, mm-hmm. once they come and I think share and you know, all this, it's going to be, you know, I hope we don't have things like where we have to do lotteries and things like right. that, you know, but, uh, right. but, but then people come the other parts of the year, right? I mean, right. yes, come, come do the, come do this race, but come visit these lands and, and, and meet these, this, this community. So it's most important. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds, it sounds amazing. And, uh, we'll definitely try to keep, uh, keep spreading the word and get some people going there. But uh, as we're, as we're wrapping up, Michael, uh, shifting just a, a little bit, uh, kind of the way I like to close is kind of with a, a question similar to the introductory question. I call it a, a philosophical question, meaning just very open-ended and we'll just kind of take it, uh, whichever way you want to go with it. And this will, where we will wrap up. But, um, 
I'd just be curious, you know, with with all of the places that you've run, and we we barely scratched the surface on some of the different races you've done and and places that, you, that you've that you've run, and and uh, I mean, just you've you've been a lot of places, a lot of places that a lot of folks, myself included, um, you know, kind of have on, my, on our bucket list of like, wow, I'd love to do that race, or I'd love to do this thing, or accomplish, or run, you know, just run and experience, you know, this this national park or this part of the country, whatever the case might be. Um, so I'm yeah. curious, is there a place that? Uh, is still on your your list of places that you haven't been to yet, but that you're still hoping to go. Um, and, and maybe we can. I don't, I don't know if there's something else to that, but, but that's where maybe we'll start to wrap this thing up today. Yeah. Um, well, um, I've been. Uh, I've gone lots. I really Hard Rock's still a, a bucket list race mm-hmm. that I need to make happen. I took forever where I didn't enter, and then because I thought, well, I had to earn it, so I probably should have, because now everybody gets in, so you got to get right. on the lottery. But, you know, Hard Rock, hopefully, of course, I can handle. I was in Spartathlon one year, and I got injured, and I, I don't think I can, I don't, I'm not sure I'm physically capable to ever make that happen. I'd love to, I would love to do that as well. But, um, you know, there's the, there's some international, right? Uh, you know, Ronda del Sims, Labrador up, and uh, the Dolomites, or some places like that. But mm-hmm. I, there, um, there's some, you know, if I was saying there's some other special races out there, like I don't want to sh- Canyon to show you, I shouldn't say they sell out and it gets insane. It's already a huge, <laughs> huge lottery, um, local in Arizona, you know, we, we have some amazing runs, our local group, Arabipa, and there's a, a group out of Texas. In fact, uh, that we're putting this together with a friend who uh, also has a, has a race series. All he does there, trail racing mm-hmm. over Texas has some amazing events. So there's, you know, I mean, uh, all over the planet. But th- there's one down in Wachochi, another one in the Broncos. There's some amazing. Uh, I think some of these that that are in lands and mountains. So many races, right? There's mm-hmm. never. Enough. I mean, I've done I don't know a couple hundred races, and I, I think I still got fifty that like I gotta do. You know, right. like uh, well, gotta gotta do. I gotta do hard rock, right? I gotta mm-hmm. get into that. You know, I've done. I've done, um, you know, I've done Badwater, I've done the Slam, some of those, but there's a, there's a couple more you got to do. I wish I could do Spartathlon. That's one I know. Uh, the folks that that have done a ton of races, that's always the one they say. You know, I had a chance to meet Giannis one time, and uh, we we hung out, and he showed us around. You know, we got to go around Athens with him, and it was kind of cool. And, I know I remember asking Scott Jurek one time if all the races, what's the one? And he would always say, you know, he said Spartathlon, right? Mm-hmm. Because of the kind of that whole experience. So that would be cool. But you got to be able to run fast for 150 miles. And right. I, <laughs> I got that anymore. So, but for other people, if you ever have a goal, that's the one, right? You know, that's mm-hmm. another one that should, that should be out there. Anyways. But, well, and, uh, and with the beauty of our sport, you just, just when you think you're starting to cross off all the ones on the list, there's going to be more races that keep popping up, more oh, experiences yeah. that pop up and more things. So yeah. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. We got one down in the, in the Broncos del Cobre. Right now, yep. So. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's, down. that's, yeah, that's yeah. the thing. So guys, once again, coppercanyons.com. If you want to find out more information, information uh don't go to the website unless you uh really want to have your heartstrings pulled to like this is something i need to do because that's what's going to happen as soon as you get on the website start poking around you're going to be uh ready to go um and and uh, i would definitely encourage you to check it out like i said coppercanyons.com on the social media is at hug longer to connect with michael at copper canyons to find out more about uh about the experience and and the the i don't know if you want to call it necessarily a race although there's races going on but the running the whole the whole shebang at copper canyons uh disruns.com slash 713 is a link that'll take you back to the show notes for today's episode 
We'll have everything you need there. Information, obviously, the, the short write-up from today's today's conversation, the links, all the good things, disruns.com slash 713. So, Michael, thanks for uh, for taking the time today. Thanks for, for sharing a bit about, uh, obviously, about your your life and your, your running, but also about this this awesome experience that you're putting together. Uh, certainly wish you uh, both both personal and with, with this experience and, and the whole uh uh, you know, running the Copper Canyons event, uh, nothing but the best. And uh, certainly, like I said, hopefully we can stay in touch and, and maybe set something up uh, to, to do a little something with, with the race coming up. But uh, all the best going forward. And thanks again for the time today. Awesome. Thank you, Danny. I appreciate uh, appreciate you sharing. All right, guys. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode of the show. I hope you enjoyed the conversation between Michael and myself. And as per usual, I'd be curious to know what stood out to you from today's episode. What was something that we talked about today that uh, that stuck a little bit, that uh, that resonated? Uh, I got a feeling a lot of it is going to have to do with uh, the adventure and running in the Copper Canyons and, and all of those types of things. And like I said, I got a little bit more uh, details or a few more details to share on that front. Um, and, and I use the term details very, very loosely, but we'll get to that in a minute. First takeaways, right? First got to do what we got to do. So for me, I, I think, um, you know, separate from um all of all of the uh adventure part of the conversation kind of the, the maybe looking at more of the first half for me my takeaway has to do with uh Michael talking about getting older and um you know that that's a, that's a topic that has come up a few times uh, i've had people you know kind of ask those questions i've seen articles written about it um and and you know i think on on one hand it's it's kind of all of our like oh man you know getting older not able to do as much or need more recovery things like that um, on the other hand, it certainly beats the alternative. And then uh, for people like me, uh, who's like, yeah, I need to get a little bit older so I can get into Boston, you know, uh, m- maybe that's, that's part of the equation as well. But I think, I think my takeaway, uh, and the thing that I'm trying to remember and, and even trying to implement now, not waiting until I'm in my forties or into my fifties, but, but starting now, um, is, is making sure to, to be smart, to take care of myself and to, to adjust things a little bit to make sure that, that, that I'm putting myself in a position to really make sure that I'm, I'm still running, still running strong, hopefully still running fast 10, 15, 20 years from now. So, you know, being smart, not beating myself up too much, taking, taking enough recovery, you know, doing pain-free plus three after a race. Um, obviously heart rate training, I think plays into that and making sure I'm slowing down and not, and not pushing too hard with every single run that I do. Um, but then trying to be aware, uh, and maybe it's one of these things sometimes that you can't really notice until it's hindsight. But trying to be aware that what I'm doing now is probably not what I could get away with um, three, four years ago. Hopefully, I've learned a little bit. Hopefully, I've gotten smarter. Um, and hopefully, three or four years from now, when I when I am touching 40, um, I'll be able to be doing some things, some recovery things, training things more intelligently than what I'm doing now. So I think that, that process of always learning, always tweaking always adjusting, trying some new things, trying some new gadgets, some new theories, some new philosophies, um, you know, and as science continues to evolve and there's more, you know, data trackers and, and bio biometric trackers. So getting into some biohacking, things like that, monitoring your sleep, you know, checking out heart rate variability, which is something that I'm still don't really fully understand, but I practice on a regular basis and something I'm, I'm hoping to learn some more about and then share some of those, those learnings with you as well. Um, but doing all these things, to help make the recovery process go smoother, uh, I think that's important to keep in mind as we keep getting older. Because again, it keep it beats the alternative, and 
if we're going to keep getting older, we might as well keep running, right? We might as well stay active, stay healthy, keep doing the thing that we love. So, you know, my takeaway is just remembering to adapt, adjust uh, as, as we get older and be okay with maybe running a little bit less. Be okay with maybe running a little bit slower than I am now, but, you know, maybe trying to keep in mind that when I'm 50, I'm still running faster than a whole lot of other 50-year-olds, uh, you know, that, that aren't that either aren't running or, or, or whatever the case might be. So just some things to keep in mind. I don't know that that's, that's a fine way to wrap up a uh, a takeaway, but that's, that was, that was my thoughts. That was my impression. That was my takeaway. And that's the beauty of this thing is that it's all, all individual. It's as unique as you are, what your takeaway is from each episode. So what about you? What stood out to you from this episode? Let me know at Diz runs on Twitter at Diz runs on Instagram. You can also find me obviously via email, disruns at gmail.com. And you can always go over to the show notes, leave your thoughts, feedbacks, comments, takeaways there as well. Disruns.com slash 713 for today's episode. So uh, one more one more tease, one more announcement before we get into kind of some of the details about uh, the, the Copper Canyon adventure and, and excursion. And I, I don't know if I got the exact hold. Let, let me get the, uh, the proper name here. Make sure I got things right. Yeah, Copper Canyon Endurance Run. So um, we'll get to that in just a second. If you want to support the show, there's a whole host of ways. I've talked about them several times. Um, just head over to uh, disruns.com slash support. That's that's the easiest one. That page needs to be updated. There's some more things on there that uh, I haven't talked about or haven't put on that page, new things that have developed. Um, but check out that page for all kinds of easy ways to support the show, things that cost you nothing, things that cost you a couple of bucks, um, You know, ways to support the show when you're buying stuff on Amazon that literally doesn't cost you any more than what you're already purchasing for anyway, but throws a couple shekels my way. All those things help. You can also check out the little things course, disruns.com slash little things. And feel free to tell some other folks about that. You know, if you're in other um, Facebook groups or things like that, don't be douchey about it. You know, don't, don't go in there and start spamming other people's groups. But if, if it makes sense, if somebody's talking about diet or flexibility and mobility or sleep or cross training, and you're like, hey, there's this, there's this really, hopefully you think it's good, really good course. Uh, it's, it's free. Check it out. Uh, disruns.com slash little things. Feel free to throw those links in various places. And, and I, I mean, obviously the, the idea is to help. The idea is to help other people. Um, and it's free. It's free. So feel free to spread that word far and wide. It certainly is appreciated. So Copper Canyon endurance runs. Now, if, if you listened to the conversation today and we're like, my God, this sounds amazing, which is exactly what, what I did. What, you know, while, while I was talking, I'm going, my gosh, this sounds absolutely incredible. If you want to participate, um, I am pretty sure I, I didn't clear this with Michael, but I'm pretty sure, you know, things are still open and available for this year. The first year of it, um, it happens in October. I believe the dates are like the, the, I don't know, the, the, the 14th to the 21st or something like that. Um, 15th to the 22nd somewhere. It's, it's a week in October. Check it out, get signed up, go and do it. It sounds like it's going to be amazing. If you're like me and you're like, my God, this sounds amazing, but I don't know that I can turn around and get to it and make it happen, whether it's financially, whether it's training, whether it's getting time off, whether it's all of the above, I'm not sure I can do this in 2019. Let me know. Let me know. Because I talked with Michael after we finished the uh, proper you know, interview portion of today's show. And um, we are going to try to do something. I don't know what the details are going to be. Uh, if we can do a little bit of a price break or I don't, I don't know what it's, I don't know all the details, but we are tentatively putting something on the calendar for 2020. Cause this is the first year of this race. Um, but the, or this event, I guess it's not really as much of a race, but, uh, the plan 
on Michael's side and, and, and the team side is to continue, continue to do this annually. Um, and, and I have already kind of said, I want to be there and I would love to bring a bunch of y'all with me. And if we can get, you know, six, eight, 10, 12 people that, uh, are serious about wanting to go, um, I have a very good feeling that we can put a little something, something together to make it, make it somehow a little extra special. Maybe, like I said, maybe shave a few bucks off the, off the price. Um, I don't, I don't know. I don't know exactly what it's going to look like, but if, if you are listening to this going, this sounds awesome. Trip of a lifetime. Um, I definitely want to check this out and you can't get there this year, but 2020 is a realistic possibility. Let me know. Uh, I'm going to kind of continue the discussions with Michael. Um, probably not like in the, in the immediate days and weeks, but, but, you know, probably, um, you know, as, as summer moves on, uh, I'm going to keep in touch with him and probably after the race, after, after the event in 2019, we'll get in a little bit more touch and, and have a little bit more details as, as far as what we can offer. Um, but you know, we try to get some early bird pricing, things like that, make it happen. But, uh, this may be the inaugural, I don't know if inaugural is right that word, but the first of its kind, Diz Runs Destination, uh, Diz Runs Tribe, Diz Runs Family, Diz Runs, whatever you want to call us, uh, get together, Destination Run event. Check out the website. It's It looks amazing. Uh, obviously, you heard us talk about it. It sounds amazing. Um, and I would I would love to share this with, with you know, however many of y'all. Uh, hopefully, like I said, 8, 10, 12, something like that. Maybe more. If we can get more, that's even even better. Um, but let's, let's make this happen. So if you're, if you, if you think that sounds like something you would be interested in for 2020, please let me know. Just drop me a note somewhere, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, email, whatever. Um, just so I can kind of get a rough head count of, you know, when I, when I talk to Michael and say, Hey, I've got 25 people that have said that they're, they're interested or 50 people or six people or whatever it is, um, said that they might be interested. You're not in any way committed at this point. Uh, no, no way is that going to happen, but at least this way I can go, here's, here's some people that have expressly said they're interested in, in joining us in 2020 for the Copper Canyon endurance runs. Uh, what can we do to make this, you know, make this happen and, and bring a group rate type of thing into, into play. So let me know at disruns, disruns at gmail.com. Uh, just my name, Denny Cray on Facebook, whatever works best for you. Let me know if you would be interested in doing something like that. And, uh, I'll obviously keep you all in the loop. Um, and, and really kind of once, once more details really emerge, let you know, uh, and we will go from there. But, uh, 2020, uh, loosely planning on being there. Would love to have you all join me as well. So that is it for today. Now at this point, thanks for hanging out through the rest of the, the, uh, little extended announcement here. Hope it sounds interesting to you. Hope it sounds like something you would want to do again. Let me know and we'll go from there. So until next time, be well, take care. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks for all the support. Uh, and if you can get out there in 2019 to go to go run this event this year, do it. Do it, do it, do it. I've already got races I'm going to be at. Uh, I'll be at the Cannonball Marathon in North Carolina that weekend. Um, or at least the weekend that it that it butts up to or, or co- somehow comes off. There's no way I can make make both of them happen. Um, and I've already committed to that one. But 2020 looks like this might, uh, might be the thing. So check it out. Thoughts, comments, questions, let me know. Until next time, be well. Take care. Thank you guys for listening. And uh, we'll talk soon, all right? Take care, guys.